This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! For the win! Dunks and Discourse, episode 46. Jabari's got in the, the show notes here, that's the Dennis Bell episode, but uh, we know that this is the Aaron Baines episode. Oh. Have you have you seen that Aaron Baines Twitter account going around? I have, I have not. Is, is, is someone dedicated one to him? Yeah, there's a, a Phoenix fan who made an Aaron Baines account. Maybe it existed before Phoenix, but I only really saw this last year. And I'm pretty sure he's got up to like 46,000 followers. Wow. And he just like photoshops Baines onto every other player, <laughs> and uh, every time Woj tweets news, he like is the first guy to comment. I, whatever he's doing, it works, man, because uh, that's a pretty niche audience, and he has he has milked it for all it's worth. I'm not mad at that. I'm gonna have no. to check him out. And there, there's your Aaron Baines story for the day. Um, <laughs> that interesting name for the Lakers in the summer too, just for what it's worth. Um, maybe heard some things. Um, mm. Anyway. We just finished Nuggets, Lakers, uh, good, good finish. Great games from uh, from just about everybody. All the stars played, you know, pretty well. Uh, I guess we'll start there, Jabari. I mean, I know that's your team. You said you were, you were at the folks' house watching it tonight. You got people texting you. How you feeling, man? Man, uh, look, I, I sped home at halftime because I oh, already, geez. I already, I already had a feeling of how it was going to go. I didn't know it was going to be that nice down the stretch, but I, I, I knew Denver was going to put up a fight, and it, it wasn't going to just be a cakewalk. Uh, look, I, I got to be honest with you. I after that first game, I thought, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe you know, maybe the Lakers really are just gonna, you know, just gonna kind of, kind of dog them out. But Denver came out, put in, you know, look. If we get this sort of, if we get that type of effort from Nikola Jokic the rest of the series, I don't care how long it goes, I'll, I'll be a happy camper. Yeah, I mean, Jokic down the stretch was just bloody incredible. I mean, he, he, he was, I think it was 13 points straight at the end there or something like that. 13 from him, 11 from AD. Yeah, and he, and he just, he had one miss in that stretch. And I mean, literally the three, the free throw, that ridiculous put back tap, um, he just did everything he could, and at the end of the day, like, um, the Lakers' three-point shooting, I think, really won them this game. And, like, of course, of course, AD's, like, ridiculous shot at the end there wins it. But the one he had, you know, prior, I don't know, two minutes earlier with Millsap on him, where he Near stepped corner. back and nailed it, yeah, it was, was probably even a better shot. And, you know, they got one from KCP, they got one from Rondo. It just, Lakers' three-point shooting, man, is, like, we talked about it last episode, when the Lakers are hitting those shots... They really are. In in a field where just about anybody can win, when the Lakers are shooting like that, they kind of eliminate that field feel. 
Yeah, exactly. And and the, the, I'm, you know that I'm not just saying that because you know I'm a Lakers fan or any of that. If, if I didn't think they could win it, I wouldn't have said it. Uh, yeah, it's it's just that simple. If you got the, those two guys locked in and playing the way that they did, especially in the second half, and you and everybody's defending, and then also on top of all of that, you got Alice Caruso putting you know making highlight plays all over the place. You know, like you said, guys making timely shots as well as just you know knocking down a steady you know, a steady flow of threes. They're just gonna be hard to beat. You know, and you know, I, I'm not overreacting on this, but that finish, it re- it really did remind me of that of that uh, was that what year was that? Oh four, with uh, was it oh four oh three where it was Shaq and Duncan going back and forth, just like you know, just na- you know, nailing shots on each other back and forth, and then ended up with Derek Fisher, you know, making the point three or point four shot. I think that, it was that four, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what this felt like to me. Yeah, and and but like. And I Caruso had that that first whack at it too, and I was like, "Is he going to be the hero?" <laughs> Wide open to the top for that three. Um, I, I mean, it was a really good game, man. And uh, I think I said I think I said Denver in six, mm-hmm. and I wanted to you know pay some respects to this Denver team, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like the chances of this being a series kind of died with this game. And 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 you know, no disrespect to them because they are the comeback kings at three one three one, but. I just feel like LA is playing at a little bit higher level than everybody else right now. I feel the same way, and I, you know, look, I'm not going to get you know arrogant about it. I, I'm certainly not going to say this is over. I, you know, even if the Lakers wind up closing us out, whether it's in four or five, six or even seven, it's not going to be easy as you know as we just witnessed. But like you, I, I do agree. LA's best right now looks a little bit better than everyone else's to me. Yeah, and um, I mean. I got a lot of feelings about it, man. Like I'm, Bron getting four will, will will make me feel very happy. I'll be thrilled that Bron gets number four. The Lakers getting another one does not does not <laughs> particularly make me happy. It's okay. Um, it's okay. I you know like just it is what it is. The rich get richer, and 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 there's something about it. Just that that whole I don't know thought process where it's it's just tough. The Lakers are in this position because they're the Lakers, and it just the pieces have fallen into place and now the stars are delivering and early on when those role players weren't hitting shots they're hitting shots so you can't knock them i mean they've they've earned it they're here but something about it man i, just, I have a hard time feeling happy for the team as a whole you know honestly i, I completely understand that and it you know luckily i have enough happiness in my heart <laughs> for the both of us so it's all good it's completely okay look i'm not I'm, I'm not going to get ahead of myself not only you know with this series obviously with whomever they would eventually face hypothetically speaking but yes you know i i do understand especially when you look at the situation of the last seven eight years being as bad as they were and then all of a sudden you look up and here we are so look uh, look like i said not not counting anything whatsoever but it does. It does feel good to be a Lakers fan again. And like I said, I've yeah. got enough love for both of us. And, and fair enough. I mean, like like Lakers fans love to embrace the like the us versus everybody thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you guys will be content with winning. You don't need me to. Oh yeah. Celebrate. No, no. I, I'll just I'll just I'll run with like the LeBron greater than Jordan stuff and do my thing on the timeline, and, and I'll just keep the Lakers name out of it. Do your thing. <laughs> like I said, I'll take care of that. I, I I did. I did. I think I made the official apology because I'm tired of people coming after me for that AD tweet. I'm sorry. I probably have never regretted firing a snarky tweet off, off more. Dog. I have gotten that tweet sent to me like 10 times a day the entire postseason. And the thing of it is, is I, I look. Anybody that follows you knows that you're in there. You're up there talking shit. 
Like, like it's what you do. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that there was no, you know, actual feeling and belief behind that, but to a certain degree, you, you, you do embrace the troll. So I, I can appreciate that you have a good attitude about it. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. I got tired of being sent it. I, the, when you first, when you first tweeted that, I got it like five times that, you know, like within 10 minutes, what the fuck, look at your boy. What's up? What's up? <laughs> and, I, and, and again, I said, I, what I told them was, I mean, look, we disagree. It's, it's, it's kind of the reason why we have a good show is because we're not going to agree on some shit and he's going to say some wild out shit and we you know we can just celebrate it when it doesn't come to fruition and here we are and and the thing is though like if i had left it at if like if ad gets played off before i would hate to have yes. a conversation about a2 <laughs> and it would have been a fine tweet and it would have been forgotten mm-hmm. but i had to get snarky with the if when and i regret mm-hmm. it man like there's so many trolls where people come back at me and i just it, i never lose any sleep over i don't feel bad nothing like let it and i just laugh but i'm, I'm like Ah, you know, you guys caught me. That is an L. <laughs> That's that, what that... I'll, I'll take it. It was a bad L. But I respect that. I respect that you could take it. Like because at the end of the day, look, if we if we comb through everyone, and I'm not just taking up for you. I'm being real because I'm admitting my own shit. If we comb through everybody's timeline, we all say some wild out shit. And those of us that don't really put a lot of t- you know takes out there, we even have them. The, the fact that you put out you know twenty to thirty you know takes a day sometimes you know, you're gonna you're gonna take some L sometimes that's all I'm saying oh yeah man I don't even know how many like Twitter got rid of the on the desktop I think and I, I think the phone too how many times do you tweet right? oh yeah I haven't seen it I I feel like I've tweeted like a hundred and fifty thousand times oh so, easily so easily. like so, so yeah there's 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 a few losses in there no doubt but it's always like it's always like the non avi guys with 188 uh, followers who are at you and then adding the big accounts to retweet it and it's like yep. you don't even have any skin in the game you don't yep. tweet anything except for like i love my team and then you get mad when other people don't like that that's not you're not on the same playing field so i'll take the l but, but let's carry on yeah, charles barkley came at came at ad pretty hard at halftime talking about how he reminds him of Derek coleman and a player who had all the talent but never put it together and he doesn't understand how AD can go for 30 and then go for 9. And, you know, Barkley wasn't built like that, not like AD. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Spend your energy on Barkley for a couple of weeks. I saw you. I was like, I was like, look at you trying to step out of the spotlight. Just, just throwing, the, throwing the dog shit in the yeah. neighbor's yard. Just but, let, but let's even, keep it real. Let's keep it real. Chuck is full of shit. We know this. Like, like well, he, even if he's got, even even if there's a point to be made in there, Chuck is actually actively full of shit on a regular basis. So, like, like yeah, yeah, he just he, he deserves it. You know, he deserves what he gets on the timeline as well. I'm trying to figure out who said it. I'm scrolling down my timeline because this morning something came about Davis and someone was like, oh, someone said something about Davis and. Duncan or whatever, and then oh, I was God, like, "Oh yeah. man, I'm just imagining like LeBron, prime LeBron James, getting to play with Tim Duncan, and how filthy that would have been." And then I was bombarded with like eight people being like, "Davis is better at everything than Duncan oh, was," God. and all this yeah. stuff. And so then I was like, "See, it's just it. There's yes. just like a balance to everything, but, man." Like, NBA Twitter is so stupid, but I love it. I love you, NBA Twitter, but y'all are all, we are all idiots. <laughs> I love it. Too. I love it too, but I'm just like. This is the stuff where I'm like, you're for sure 15. Yes. You didn't even, you've never even seen the Lakers last title. Forget like yes. prime Tim Duncan. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Um, basketball reference is still free. You know, go go, go take a peek, man. Um, the the one last thing I want to say in this game, Anthony Davis after the game. Um, I don't know who who had the line. Somebody whoever introed him. Um, 
was talking about like LeBron's the best decoy in the world. AD gets the post game little chat, and uh, they were like, I don't know who Ali LaForce is, who it was, I think. Hmm. She was, you know, how do you feel about taking these shots? And he was like, yeah, like we're going to play through me. And like these, I know what these moments mean for my legacy. And I want these moments because they like define you as a player. And he was like, he was really on one. And it was a, it was a real, real chat. And like, I appreciate that because everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, we play hard and we grind hard. Mm-hmm. We're a team that it's not like any other team and we believe each other and we're brothers and no, like real talk, Anthony Davis knows that he just had a trademark type playoff shot. Absolutely. He knows that will be cited by casuals for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He know he he knows like and and I was like I appreciate that like a player keeps it real and is like hell yeah I want to take that shot because when they're talking about me twenty years after I'm done, I want to be in that conversation. You can't be in that conversation without these moments, and I just I, I respect that man. I respect the hell out of it as well. Like you, I'm of the same opinion. If if look, say it and say it with your chest. If that because the truth of the matter is, and it's totally understandable, but all of them care. All of them wa- look at their mentions or whatever. You know, like uh, an article about themselves or whatever the case. Like it's one of the things that I really respected about Kyle Lowry was a couple of years ago when he acknowledged that he said like after they lost, you know, it was a 2018 or, or 2017 2018. He said he went back and he read every single article that was written about him. Every Every single word and you know like let's just be honest it's human nature so if you you know if, if, if you're willing to step up to the plate if you're willing to you know take those shots i'd be i'd be happy i'd be ecstatic about it if i were anthony davis as well yeah no doubt and i i, I do wonder though you know like i would say lebron and, and ad were pretty close to 1a 1b in the houston series yeah, like, it, it, they went back and forth. I, I you know, AD was you know, AD was more consistent throughout. LeBron picked the spots, which I actually understand. Now I'm understanding what he's doing. He's gearing up for when he absolutely has to. And I do what. And, and basically, that question that I asked a few weeks ago was, you know, does he still have that gear? I think he has it. He just knows that he can't just leave it in that gear. So I can appreciate it. I can appreciate the you know the uh, the approach. Like LeBron was definitely better in the Portland series. I thought they're pretty close in Houston. Mm-hmm. AD has definitely been better through two games against Denver. And do you think that LeBron cares about the optics of who wins them this title in the finals MVP? I think it would be a lie to say he doesn't care. But yeah. I don't think I don't think it's the most important thing to him anymore. Like, or and, and I'm not saying that it would have been the most important thing before, but I think it would have been significantly more important in those first, at least those first couple. As a matter of fact, no, in the first three, it was important. I think it's still something that because you know, look, LeBron knows his legacy is is, is still being built, even though look, oh, the resume yeah. the resume is you know it, it it's impeccable. Like people can you know point at you know people can point at the losses, whatever. We can have that conversation another time. He knows that this that, that this counts. So I, to be honest with you, that's why I'm saying I think he's going. You're going to get this, and when it comes to the finals, while yes, AD will still perform, or sh- you should still perform. I think you're going to get you know four to five games of vintage Braun, or as close as close as he can get to that. And and I honestly think that LeBron, caring, actively caring enough to kind of force the issue, mm-hmm. is probably better for the team because then Davis gets to go, you know, mm-hmm. like. Everything he gives you, he's still gonna give you. But then, like, I, I feel like he he's he's better when it's not like we we need you to be, you know, the thirty fourteen guy every night. You well, know, you know you, and you know, I think he, I just think that role, like, I I think that LeBron feeling like he gets to do it 
and AD feeling a little less pressure is probably better than LeBron feeling, you know, envious and AD feeling all the pressure. Absolutely, it, it, and quite frankly, it's the perfect fit. Like, I, I'm not even going to make fun of the, you know, the, the preseason stuff that you know that everybody, everybody, you know, on Lakers Twitter is continuing to retweet. But it's it, it's the perfect fit that we all, or at least a lot of us, thought it would be. And it, but it's even better than we could have anticipated. Both both of both of the guys, you know, they they genuinely you know, seem to like to play for one another. Uh, AD, I think he's got the right personality to where if LeBron does go ahead and assert himself, you know, like over the next stretch or in particular in the finals, he won't have a problem with it. Just like I think if AD like just simply is just outplaying everybody, I honestly don't think LeBron will have a problem with it. He it it might register, but I don't think I think he would genuinely be happy for him. I want to throw this out there too, like a little public service announcement. If you were a Michael Jordan fan or a general NBA fan following the 2016 NBA Finals, and your stance was LeBron still isn't better than Jordan, but it's close. If you were in that camp, if you were the it's close camp, and LeBron wins number four in 2020, and he's playing the way he's playing, and you were it's close before this year, and now he's had you know four really good years in another championship, you better be on Team Brown. They won't you, be. You, you I, I know you what you're saying. I, I know they won't. I'm just, you can't. You cannot tell me it was close. Then watch four more years of Brown playing at the level he's played at and win another one and still be unmoved. If and if you are unmoved, then take yourself out of the conversation and just say I'm a Jordan stand. I'm never changing my mind. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it what it boils down to. I I, I have finally you know well not finally because I, I realized it a while ago but you know. I kind of pulled myself out of those conversations, especially on the timeline. You know, I, I'm sure you, you probably noticed, right? You know, back in 2017, I just said like that's just enough because I realized it doesn't matter what this guy does. It does not matter. The Jordan guys are just going to say six and no, don't care six and no. The LeBron guys are just going to say so. It, it really doesn't matter. My personal opinion is that I, look, if, if you look, if you ask me, if you got both of them sitting there and you say which of these guys do you want to start with? I have no problem taking either, but I'm going to go ahead and... Josh, what do I always say? I'm going to take the 6'9 guy that can do all the th- same things that the 6'6 six, six or six or, or below guy can do. Yeah. And, I mean, on the other hand, I'll say this too. I, you, don't lo- you don't knock LeBron for going to the finals. But we, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about, in the past, he's been the underdog in these finals. They're going to be the favorites, assuming they clean this up with Denver. Mm-hmm. Against either Boston or Miami, so him losing and and having the three seven finals record, <laughs> and when he's actually the favorite, of the, I know that I know what's coming my way. So don't 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 sit there like oh you're one side oh I know which way the ammo's flying either way. So I'm ready. I am I'm, I'm staying ready. Like I'm I'm very aware of where these tweets are coming. Um, <laughs> that all of that said, I just want to wrap up like shouts to Jamal Murray. Um, mm-hmm. Who's playing really good in this series too, and like everyone kind of joked that like he always calls his own number and he's a spotty jump shooter, but man, like some of his drives to the rim tonight and his finishes were just incredible. Like he he's a really special player, and uh, you know last year when I was putting out the Jamal Murray versus Kyrie Irving you know playoff numbers and people were freaking out. Like I haven't heard from you. Uh, where where are you at? <laughs> the, the 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 table slide or the you know, tables turn and now it's not no nah, look you know that I've come full circle on Jamal Murray I didn't like him because I you know I didn't like his attitude or his personality you know he was a brass young kid that you know was, was cocksure as he should be 
now the game you know the, now the game actually matches you know kind of that personality and, and I can appreciate that I do think the sky's the limit I do think he still has room to improve on both sides of the ball just as an all-around player but you know make no mistake about it he's been one of the look he's been, he's been one of the better guards in this but you know in this bubble uh, postseason oh for sure yeah um I mean how many guards have been better has Goran Dragic been better I mean it, it could be it could be debated yeah but like I mean, other than but, that, but 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 it's not obvious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I guess LeBron's technically a guard now, so. Well, yeah. We'll we'll throw that out there too. But yes, point stance, point stance. Yeah. Um, the NBA awards media ballots um, were were dis- were released and then dissected. Mm-hmm. Um, any any specific thoughts while I search for a quick tweet here? Uh, I didn't. I'm not going to get all worked up over uh, crazy votes, specifically ones that did not even impact a player's uh, ability to you know make a team. But I will say, I, I have a gr- tremendous amount of respect for the you know for the you know men and women that are you know that are making those selections. I do not think it's anywhere near as easy as a lot of us you know like, would make it seem. Uh, but yes, there were some picks and there were some selections that simply made no sense whatsoever. And Specifically because NBA contracts are tied to making some of these teams, I I, I do think it's fair to openly criticize those picks. It it is unequivocally, objectively fair to criticize some of these picks. Yeah, I I I think like anyone. So the day kind of got away from us for a couple reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people went crazy, which is which is fair. But but here's the thing: at the end of the day. Media members criticize NBA players all the time. All the time, right? Fancy the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. You're, you're allowed to comment on what you see with your eyes. No one's telling you you can't do that, okay? Voters have a pretty serious job, not just because of the millions of dollars attached to the players, which I'm sure is what the players care about most, of but course. they tell the story... And, and like these awards go on forever and ever and ever, and they they get to tell the story of how these guys are remembered to some extent, mm-hmm. because outside of like certain communities and like um, cities and markets, you know, the, the the masses on a global scale are going to look back at who won, who won what awards, what their numbers were, because not everybody's going to watch everybody, not everybody's going to remember every basketball game, because unlike the people listening to this podcast and us, they're not diehard hoops fans. So there's a responsibility there, okay. Mm-hmm. I went. I, I I wouldn't say I went at voters, but I added Maria Taylor. Mm-hmm. I added Joe Cowley. Um, I can't even remember what's the other dude's name who had the worst ballot with Andre Drummond. You yeah, who I I don't remember his name. Greg something. Greg Logan or something. I added him yeah. too, and he he replied once and then tunneled away because he did he did not want to actually have it out. Yeah. And and the one that got me was uh, for him Greg Logan. That's his name. He, he he had didn't he have Luca on his all defensive team? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie for most improved player. <laughs> okay, and and he's from the New York market, it's and like, I was just on, like, bro. give me a break, man. And so I asked him, I was like, how does that make any sense? And I like, and I already got on this guy about Andre Drummond being all defense, Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. earlier. Early yeah, like, in what, the what are we doing? Like this guy, like this guy. So this guy obviously doesn't watch basketball. He doesn't have a fucking clue. Okay, he mm-hmm. couldn't defend himself. He like he Spencer Dinwiddie played four more minutes and started without Kyrie, Katie, and no D'Lo. 
Um, and he averaged three more points. And he's like, that's why he jumped to a career high 20 points. Yeah, no shit. But he shot better last year and all he got was more minutes and more shots. It's just like... No, you're right. It's obvious that guy didn't watch. That guy did not watch the NBA. He doesn't know what he's talking about, right? So, like, the, the NBA should review these mm-hmm. and, and say, hey, you don't get to vote next year. So, so you know, I, I do want to quickly address this. I'm not sure if you were going to, but the while I 100% agree, you know, if, if you vote and you, and you vote with some wild out stuff, you're open to it. I will say the only thing that I do hate is that people can't just question someone or like, or go at somebody like the way it ends rather than making it personal in the way that they did with Maria Taylor. Like, okay. It, so I, I want to address that next. Okay. Yeah. So Doug Gottlieb, right. He really got things fired off here. He wasn't the only guy. I'm not putting it on him, but you know, Fox, Fox studio host, mm-hmm. right? And he went in Maria Taylor and he said, why does Maria Taylor have a vote? Real question. She is a studio host, sideline reporter in her first year covering the NBA. She works a ton, not just on the league. No reason to have, for her to have a vote. The reason that he tweeted that is because Harrison Fagan, who is a big Lakers guy, mm-hmm. noted that she was the only person out of the 105 or however many voters not to have Anthony Davis on any of her three NBA teams. Yeah. My thought is Maria Taylor can catch some shit just like anyone else would have of for not having AD. Yes. But none of the other people who were catching shit were getting comments like, put her back in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, like, Douche people suck. Shit. Yeah, like, people just suck. And it, and and I think, you know what, sorry, before I go on this further, what are your thoughts? Because I know your thoughts too. No, it, it's, it's really along those lines. And, and I don't even have to belabor the point. People suck. And it, we're at a place where, honestly, if, if you're the type of person, speaking generally, obviously not about you, if you're the type of person that is, you know, go back to the kitchen or, you know, why do we have women, you know, talking about sports? Honestly, I don't want you following me. And honestly, I don't care about your listen. Like, re- really, go somewhere, learn, read a book, you know, get with the times or at least try to be, you know, try to be a decent human being. I, I mentioned it on the on the timeline. You can, you can, you can call her out for, you know, for, for a ridiculous, you know, for a ridiculous act, which was fair, and she actually acknowledged it was an omission. That's a mistake, and if that, if you make that big of a mistake, it is fair to call you out and to and and to call into question, you know, what your thought process was on that. What thought process was on that? But we, like you mentioned, the vitriol that she saw had nothing to do with on it, or had, had less to do with the mistake and more to do with the fact that it's just like, who is this chick up here, you know, that, with yes. this opportunity. Unfortunately, that's why it's gross because the conversation should be able to be had like any one of her peers where this is a glaring mistake. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't have happened. You can catch some shit on the timeline like everybody else. But people were like seething. They were like dripping at the mouth to get her because they didn't like that this woman had a vote and they did it. And it was so obvious and gross. So I'm sorry that Maria Taylor went through that, honestly. And and Harrison, who's a great guy, deleted the tweet and he's like, I didn't mean to Fantastic. send people at her. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like... We have had many disagreements over my Lakers trolling in the past, and we still are very amicable because he's a good dude. You no, know? The, like the, this is one of those ones where, like, I'm not even just taking up for him. You know, like as a Laker, I know Harrison. I've worked alongside him. I've worked with him on the same staff. I like 100% do not think. And I, I even mentioned this to you, you know, you know, that the the day that it took place. I don't think it was malicious. I just think he. I just think that to be honest with you, especially given the climate, especially because of what actually just took place earlier in the week with her we have to be we have to at least consider what our actions are going to do i'm not saying it was in any way malicious but we do have to consider that yeah i mean i'll come back and he handled it great too so like i'll come back to that in a sec too because like i i go back and forth like if you know you have a following of 
fucking imbeciles, mm-hmm. you should think twice before you quote tweet. I do it all the time. I so, think be, I, you, I, you I, should, I, I second guess myself all the time for that reason. You should think twice before you send a quote tweet that might unleash the dogs. And unfortunate that that exists, but it should be, it should be something that you think about. But at the same time. You aren't directly responsible for people who follow you or follow your work for being dicks. That is, but that, but it, it's a yeah. it's a tough line. It is. Yeah. It sucks. Okay, but I wanted to say one more thing on the on the Doug Gottlieb. So, of course, people are mad at Doug, and you know they jumped to Maria's defense, and he was saying like I'm not a sexist and all these things, and but but on his original tweet he was saying like Why does she have a vote? Real question. She is a studio host, sideline reporter in her first year of covering the NBA. Maybe she should not have a vote. Because that is a mistake that I've, you know, Greg Logan made it or Joe, Joe Callie made it. I would want him not to have a vote too. And maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't watch enough basketball. But the question, why does she have a vote? Real question. is. And then he goes on to say that the people who should have votes are uh, analysts, former players, coaches, execs, executives, and current analysts. He says, Doris, yes, Maria, no. This isn't hard. It is hard because there aren't a lot of women analysts. Mm-hmm. So and if she's you, a former player and yes. currently an analyst, and you know, I I get where Doug's coming from. But uh, like, but the the answer to his question is like, you wouldn't have to hire a first, or you wouldn't have to have a first year NBA female employee in there for gender parity if you had hired more women with a longer mm-hmm. track record from the start. And 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 mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of the other side of this, where if you don't think she's qualified. Look around. How many? Because women have a right. Women like basketball too. Women work in the industry too. There should be female voices voting. How many other female voices can you think of to replace her? Maybe a couple, and that and that is an absolute. That's a travesty that I that I say that and acknowledge that. Yeah, um, and, but uh, but but come on, man. Like the reason why the reason why those that you know that commentary sucks is because we don't say it about like Paul Pierce, and Paul Pierce is a terrible analyst. I'm I say not it saying, about Paul Pierce, but you know what I'm saying. Like the like like people like Doug Gottlieb doesn't get on there and say why does this guy have a job? He should not have a job. Like he doesn't you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We like we're not <laughs> doing that with him. And Paul Pierce is a terrible analyst. That was a terrible example because fuck Paul Pierce. Anyone <laughs> could take Paul Pierce's job. Your ass could take Paul Pierce's job and strand me to do the show alone, and I would throw a fuck. Party. <laughs> that's how you feel okay yeah. uh, <laughs> no i got you. no but like it, it's true man it, it's it's just you know like to his point like maybe maybe she didn't have the best uh repertoire or resume to immediately do this with her interactions in the game but you, you you can't point to a lot of other women who have a better resume to do it so therein lies another problem yep. and so i i you know there, there's a simple solution here like how many all the basketball writers at the athletic? Can you name a female athletic NBA writer? I'm sure there is one, and no disrespect, but I I, I cannot. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not I'm not putting you on the spot. Yeah, oh no no, but I just wanted to make sure, like you know, because but, I, I'm thinking like, damn, I don't I don't mean any disrespect because I'm sure there's one, but oh, but I, Ta- I, is is Tanya Ganguly? Did she move over to the athletic? Uh, I, I, I don't think know. she did. She may she may she may not be there anymore, but I think she did. That's like the one. I thought she was at the. The Times, maybe. Oh well, and and well again, that that is very sad. That yeah, but like that, I I could yeah. list thirty five male NBA athletic contributors, but you know, so again, mm-hmm. like that, that's the problem. If if you want someone more with with a better resume, you have to hire them to um, give them. You don't the have that resume, so um, anyway, that's the discussion on that. Moving on, um, oh, oh, I I think. What do you think about the awards? 
going before the playoffs because I, they felt really anticlimactic to me overall here. I've been asking for this the entire time. Right after the season is over, in that three to four day you know, stretch where you're you're gearing up and getting ready for the playoffs, go ahead and throw the award ceremony. You can have your silly little thing. You do it all right then and there. It doesn't make any sense. The regular season awards, and I actually like your idea, which I will not step on you, of potentially bringing in some other awards. You're like it, it, as a result of that. There's 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 no reason that the playoff MVP doesn't exist. Exactly. Like, like Andre Iguodala can win finals MVP, and that can be a cool story for him or whatever, but mm-hmm. then Steph still has the playoffs MVP. And it's one more thing that you get to have fans talking about and yes. be excited about. There is no negative for the NBA to have a playoff MVP. And and, and let's be honest, it, it moving the awards up, now I know it's rare and it doesn't happen very often, but it doesn't look great when your MVP's out. I you know, like no, yeah. your word to dirt oh six, oh seven. What was oh six, oh seven? Oh seven. Yeah, oh yeah, seven, like yeah, it doesn't look good. And and that's and I'm actually not even throwing shade because it, it it's it should not be, but what do we what do we say? Oh you gotta mail it to him, ha ha ha. And it just trivializes what was a great season. So no, but Adam Silver make figure this out. Yeah, and, and you're right, man. And even as a Mavericks fan, I felt bad because, like, he had this great year. They had that bad matchup. Obviously, he feels terrible. And then he has to go and do that speech and, like, mm-hmm. have that sad press conference after. And, it like, it nearly broke him, man. Like, Dirk was, like, destroyed after all of that. Like, it, it's not fun for the guy who wins the award. It's not fun for the fans. It doesn't look good for the league. Just give the awards right after the regular season when that's the focus. Then focus on the playoffs. And mm-hmm. then add a playoffs MVP because that's just one more thing for us to talk about. There we go. Um, yeah. yeah but before we go to some other things, before we talk some Heat and Celtics, uh, a word from our, our good friends. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today, Bet Online online today, and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make you search that much easier. To make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with our free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Josh. This is yeah. one of those rare times where I can honestly say I used Indeed.com last month in July, or a month, month and a half ago now in July when I got my new gig. I applied through Indeed.com, and I am going to officially make my very first wager on the NFL through Bet Online. So here we are. 
There you go. Look at you, you good old company man. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, Cowboys had a pretty good comeback today. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on that. <laughs> shouts, shouts to Addy Joseph who had just a fire tweet being like, "Well, I think he said something along the lines of like." At least it's the first time Atlanta's blown a really big, important. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh, hey, shout out to Addy Joseph for real. Um, he's old. I, I, you know, old school. Go back with him back when I was with uh, Hoops World, and he was Hoops hype. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's one of the good dudes out there for sure. Um, Boston, Miami. So Miami's up two one. It feels like Boston should probably be up two one. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you leaning in the series right now? I went in thinking Miami was going to get it. Uh, those first couple games, made, I actually didn't. I didn't feel like Boston. You know, you should, you should be up two one specifically because, like, what we saw was they just you know, like, especially when they didn't have Hayward in there and before they made the adjustment of using of using uh, Grant at the center in the second half of the of this most recent game. Uh, you know, they just didn't have enough in, in my estimation, specifically because like when it when it got to the second half and Miami continued with the pressure, especially when they would switch the zone, they didn't have any answer for it. So I I, I saw this as a situation where Boston might just they, they might just wear them out. But now with you know Gordon Hayward back, I'll be honest with you, it, it obviously we have a series and obviously the, it probably swings things back in my in a, in Boston's favor. Yeah, I mean I had Boston in seven. I still feel okay with that. Like did they yeah. feel fairly evenly matched um like uh, tatum is the best player in the series i don't care what people on twitter say but it's like, fine yeah but but possibly the next three players might be bam goron and butler so especially with kemba walker you know up down all around um someone made that i, I did a poll it was like lebron ad tatum and Jokic for playoff mvp and a lot of people commented butler and to be honest, I, I don't know if I would say... I would have to really think on whether Dragic, Adebayo, or Butler has been the Heat's best player so far in the playoffs. Which is a testament to, you know, honestly, to each of them, and I agree with you. Like, I, I wouldn't have either I wouldn't have either one of them in that MVP for the playoffs conversation, specifically because all of them have done so well for you know, and contributed in different ways. Yes, I mean, no shade. Like, uh, yeah, no. Dragic is leading them in scoring. He seems to be where most of their offense is coming from. Um, Butler is shooting way better than he normally does. He's still being a dog on defense. Bam's their anchor, but he's giving you way more offensively than you know he thought you probably thought he would. And I mean, even Tyler Hero and Jay Crowder have been so solid. Like Duncan Robinson has been a little bit spotty, but uh, Hero and Crowder have been fantastic for spacers for them. Yeah, they really have, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm always looking to see, like, you know, what are rookies or your young guys in general going to do in the postseason? And look, I, I I think we overblow it a little bit, but there are there's no fear in those eyes, and I can I always appreciate that from young guys. Yeah, and I Hayward back does help things out, but uh, who who do you, who would you rather see if you were the Lakers, Heat or Boston? Uh, man, honestly, you know, I always come on, Josh, I always want to see Lakers Boston. Always, yeah, sure. no matter what. Okay, which which one do you think is the tougher matchup for for Los Angeles? I I've gone back and forth on this one, and even though you know, last week I think I may have even said Miami might be a little bit tougher. You know that that was more heart than head. Boston's a more Boston when everybody's there is tougher because they've got three to four guys as you have been you know have been uh, you know pounding the desk about for the you know for the last you know month or so. Three or four guys that can go out and get you a bucket and three and, and as well as a defense that 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 can really swarm all around the court. Now, to be honest with you. I don't think either one of them match up great with Anthony Davis, but I think Anthony Davis can take advantage of Boston a little bit more than he can against Bam. 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, Bam and Butler do give them some options defensively, but it's kind of everyone else can get picked on. Yeah. Um, Boston is. I, someone said in that in that playoff MVP poll to me that like, basically, oh well, Zach Lowe said Jimmy Butler is the best player left in the East, so that settles that. Like, guys, I don't, I don't well, care. That's, man. I mean, like, that's his opinion. Yeah, like Zach Lowe's a smart guy. Don't get me wrong. Totally. I'm not throwing any shade, but like, Zach Lowe isn't the Bible of basketball. No. And uh, I was listening to his pod this week too, and. He's talking about, oh, like, they'll just live with Marcus Smart threes. And, yeah, they, they will because he's hitting them. And and people keep talking about, like, Marcus Smart, like, he shoots like shit. He, no. like, I, I think Justin Rowan put up the numbers, but he was, like, neck and neck with Kyle Lowry from three this season. He's shooting seven threes in the playoffs at 35%, which is higher than Jalen Brown, which is higher than Kemba Walker, which is higher than Gordon Hayward, granted in limited time. The only guy on the team that's getting minutes that's shooting better from three than him is Tatum. Uh, look, like pe- people, you know what happens? We and and I'm guilty of it at times too. If we with first image that we see of someone, we just think like that's the that's the player that they're going to be. You know, not only did he shoot 35 percent from you know from deep throughout over the entire season this year, he shot 36 from deep last year. So like this is not this is not just an anomaly. This is not just something new. He's not you know he's no longer the guy that you know that you cannot rely on from deep. And that's what I mean though. Like 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 Lowe's a great analyst. He's not perfect. Since the Toronto series, the last 10 games. He's shooting 39% from three on eight attempts. There you go. There's no one in the league that you would say don't shoot that to if they were shooting 39% from three on that kind of volume. No, like, like uh, to be honest with you, if you're giving that, then you're get, honestly, that, that's a foolish strategy. That's a foolish like, tactic. Like Marcus Smart, like, and, and I've been talking about, like, when I was talking with you and those four guys have been pounding the desk about Hayward, Brown, Tatum, and Walker, but, like, Smart has become the fifth guy who can just mm-hmm. go get a bucket, like, 17 5 and 5 playing as the off guard shooting 39% from 3 in the last 10 games of the playoffs. Like that's legit, man. Versatile defensively does all the little things. Like if he's if you're playing against him, you hate his guts. If you're playing with him or he plays for your team, Marcus Smart is the perfect team guy. So, yeah, like I I, I have come I've come around on him. I I used to be a hater just strict, strictly allowing my Boston hatred to get in to you know to, to, to give me purple rose you know tinted glasses, and I recognize that. I recognize that as a shortcoming because Marcus Smart is absolutely the guy that you want on your team. Well, and, and so the other thing, too, is, like, someone made the comment that he's the next Lowry. He's 26 years old. Okay. The way that he's playing in the playoffs has taken him out of the 3 and D role player conversation. Like, he, he he's playing like a star guard. Mm-hmm. And he makes $13.5 million next year, or next year 14.4 the year after. Like, I feel like he could make a legitimate case that he is, like, the most valuable contract in the NBA. It's pretty damn good. Like, let's be real about that. That's pretty damn good. Like as as much as I appreciate how Danny Green has turned it around in these in these playoffs, if you're if you're saying you know if you can get 14 million from that 14 million, you know what I'm saying 14 million. I'm choosing Marcus Smart, and again, that's not a that's not even a knock against Danny Green because he has played well so far in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know Danny Green like this. <laughs> His inconsistent shooting as a three and D guy is always like super frustrating. Mm-hmm. But some of the hustle that he was showing today oh, yeah. has been 
been really impressive. Like what? He, what it, you're exactly right because I, I I was I was frustrated at the start of the postseason. I was like, come on, man, just make a shot. But the reality is this: if you're only looking at him at you know like as a shooter, then you're probably not you're probably not understanding what you're looking at out there, and you're not appreciating Danny Green for what he is. He does all of those little things. Like he can be maddening, you know, like in missing you know, you know missing ten out of twelve, you know, like you know, ten out of twelve or, or even ten in a row. But then he'll get his hand he'll get his hand on a loose ball. He'll get a deflection. He'll he'll get you know block, block a big shot. You know he he. he makes winning plays so i can certainly appreciate what he you know what he's doing yeah I, i'd be lying to you if i didn't say i wanted boston la that'd be a good series and marcus smart just all up in bronze stuff would, oh yeah it would oh, be yeah. good it would be good television Give it um to okay we got some uh, listener questions for this episode so uh i mean varun threw this one out our producer just oh. right off the hop what jersey team will you associate lebron with after he retires it's Cleveland. Like it's I Cleveland, mean, you, right? you, know, you know that I'm. You know, I I want to say the Lakers or in in Miami. Yes, that was you know that that was significant. He went there. You know, he went four years. But it's Cleveland. But I mean, if, if he if he, I mean if he wins a title this year with the Lakers, he will have his jersey. He'll have six twenty three and, and like he'll have all three retired. Yes, but, yeah, without a doubt. And yeah. he'll still go into the Hall of Fame as a Cleveland Cavalier. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. That that the the title in twenty sixteen solidified things. That's if the they one. didn't if they didn't win one in Cleveland, maybe this mm-hmm. argument is a little bit more open. Yeah, um, maybe we'd have to see how it ends, but it, it would it would be leaning towards Miami. But yes, that that one is like six for him. So, uh, and for the record, for people listening, I'm not saying in the all time historic conversation. I mean in his heart. Um, at T A I Z E N. B-E-R-G Tysonberg said hot take Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA well he's not but he's very 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 good and I you know what I relented before and let you know let it go away with oh he's not a top five player I don't care if he whether you consider him a top five guy when he plays his best he's just that damn good he's he is a top five guy so keep playing like this and I don't care where we go where we rank him yeah, and, and I, I was thinking about this, and I was like, how much crow am I going to eat tonight? Because I was like, if Jabari could come on here and be real mean to me if he wanted to. And I was like, it's debate how much <laughs> how much of humble pie I was going to serve myself up. But, like, I, I still think the fact that, like, AD's best, he, he needs a, an elite, like, facilitator, offensive creator mm-hmm. on the floor with him counts for something in that conversation and i'm not trying to take anything away from him or from what we said earlier i think he's been amazing i think there's a a chance he was a finals mvp but i I think that that factor still probably keeps him out of that conversation as the guy the the reason why i i I think he still deserves to at least be in the conversation is because of what he does on the defensive end because i i know for a fact that we understate that not necessarily the two of us but just a general basketball conversation we still don't give enough credit like we we, will acknowledge like oh okay that guy's great that guy's great but we don't acknowledge what just just how much of an impact it is in the overall flow of the game but it's fine It, it it really like whether it's whether you know whether you tonight say yeah he is the top five or whatever i don't care just keep playing like it and be like like I said, I'll be happy. Yeah, it's top five left. How about that? Um, That's good. I'll take um, that. Uh, my guy, Matty D, at Matty D416, says, Will Robert Pattinson ever be in a good movie? <laughs> Bro. And Bro. I, I am assuming he saw Devil, The Devil All the Time, which we're going to review at the end of the pod here. But um, I, I, I was thinking about this. 
Like Twilight didn't move you, man? Like Twilight wasn't the thing? Uh, not for me. Let's just say uh, I was already out of college by the time that came out. So it, I, maybe I wasn't in the target you know, demographic. I, I, I want to see Tenet. I mean, we both want to see of Tenet. Course. But like I'm iffy about theaters still. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to come to, mm-hmm. to VOD. And I'm trying to think like I watched The Rover with, with Robert Pattinson a while back. I think Guy Pierce was the other actor in it. And again, it's one of those movies that was like dark and, and and moody and was trying to say a lot of things. And in the end, it was just kind of like a post-apocalypse doll. Didn't quite hit the spot movie. Water for Elements or Water for Elements. Elephants. Water for Elephants was was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I guess I guess he hasn't really had a lot of movies where you're like, I mean, this was a great movie. Lost did, City of Z wasn't great to me. Was that you that told me the lighthouse sucked? Someone told me it was terrible. Uh, no, it wasn't it. me. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't watch it, and uh, but somebody said it was not very good. I'm 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 on his uh, IMDb right now, trying to trying to give him something. I got nothing, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the Batman looks like. I guess. Yeah, let's check that out. Exactly. Um, the Batman and Tenet. Those are his best chances. At online sports TLK says why why both the Celtics and Heat offenses go so stagnant for stretches. And I, I saw this one when I put it up, and I was chewing on it. And my first thought here is just honestly, that is kind of what happens in the playoffs mm-hmm. when you don't have a top five player, like when when you when you don't have a Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, you know Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan. When you don't have one of those guys, and and you're 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 leaning into a scheme like both the Celtics and Heat do, sometimes it's just it's just tough to sustain. It's- Especially when you've got two tacticians, you know, t- you know, two two guys like, you know, uh, Spo and uh, Brad Stevens that are specifically yeah. taking away all of the things that you like. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know, you, you have that. You have too many low spades, as Bomani likes to say, and or, or, or paraphrasing what you just said. Plus, you know, two really good defenses and two great coaches. Yeah, so and and, and two two of literally the five best coaches in the NBA forcing you know the other team to adjust constantly. Yep, and and that's I mean like that's why you see Jalen Brown get as many shots as he does, and that's why the offense is stagnant because you know the double comes for Tatum or or they trap Kemba high and don't give him space with size to see over, and and something like that. It, it's just if you don't have a horse, and not to say they don't have great players, they do, but like if you don't have an all time guy, that's going to happen in the playoffs, and and you know just really quickly. That's why the 2017 LeBron James run in the Eastern Conference Final was so ridiculous because he he just never had a bad night and yeah. that often and I mean he just he, he was 38 and 8 every night every single night yeah, yeah. just um, by the way just really quickly I do predict the the winner of the next game between Boston and Miami wins that series I also predict that if Boston comes back in this series it's specifically going to be Kimba's going to get loose with uh, Hayward with Hayward back you know taking away some of the attention I yeah said that earlier I think I think Kemba needs to like play like Kemba yes for them to come out of here for they, sure they need that because because also the heat like the heat have done a good job on Tatum like as, as much as his numbers are great like he's not shooting the lights out like they made his life hard like they need their number two to hit those shots and as good as Jalen Brown is he's not consistent enough as a scorer no um uh S Fandiar uh at just E-S B-A-R-A-H-E-N-I says hear me out what if we split the MVP award into two separate awards both regular season awards one is the regular MVP and the other is the league best player 
and it's shaped in a crown. Example, bronze <laughs> should have at least seven between 2009 and now. Um, I like. I don't hate the idea, except for that. Like, I feel like one will just become a constellation award. Yes. It, look, so I like it until like I think about just how much people will argue about that. Well, what what exactly does it mean? No, I you know no disrespect to S because I actually love that guy. You know, he's a great follow. Um, and, you know, and has been a, you know, tremendous amount of support to, you know, shown a tremendous amount of support to the show on the timeline. But I actually like your idea a little bit better in terms of, uh, of just simply splitting that MVP if, if I had to choose between the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I'm not with it either because I feel like the MVP is worth honoring. And as much as guys want to make a big fuss about it, like Giannis was the best player on the best team. Yeah. He had the best stats this year. He had the best season. Like, it's a regular season award. Hey, so if you, sometimes you're going to lose. Like, it's yeah. just that simple. <laughs> and, and, and like, LeBron, like, yes, I, I get that LeBron only having four MVPs is somewhat underwhelming when we've all felt like for the better part of the last, you know, 12 years he's been the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is, man. Like, in uh, LeBron's comments about the narrative seemed so dumb because, like, as much as, like, I love LeBron, I, I, he's the, he was the guy that was benefiting from narrative. Like, of course. But, like, but, 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 like, that's like, also... <laughs> Like, like, like he was the he was the he's the guy that was like, well, he's doing this in his seventeenth year. Uh-huh. Well, the Lakers have been bad without him. Well, Kobe died, and so now he's oh, carrying God. the mantle. Yeah. And I was like, Giannis's team was better this year in the regular season, and his numbers were better. So like, if if LeBron it, it is had, what it is. if LeBron had, had the opportunity to play those last like twenty six or twenty three or whatever however many games, and like they had chased them down, then maybe we could have had the conversation. It didn't happen, and it's okay. This this was a year where like, I thought there was a fair enough case if you voted for LeBron. I didn't think you were crazy. Yeah, it, but, it, but Giannis had a better case. He yeah. he just had he had a better case. But um, I also understand LeBron using it as motivation because like let's be real, what the, what else has he got to you know, to, you know, have to motivate for himself in year seventeen? Yes, and 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 like whatever. I'm I'm not mad at that. Like people yeah. love it in Jordan, but they like LeBron's not allowed to say it. I'm and I'm then, fine with it. The difference between him and Harden too is like LeBron doesn't campaign for MVP all year. That's like, true. LeBron, LeBron makes a comment. Hey, yeah, I wish I won it. Like now, I'm mad I didn't win it. Okay, fair enough. Like real talk, it's not like I should be the MVP. I should be the MVP. All Giannis does is dunk. So yeah, we don't need. A, we also don't need a spreadsheet to break down after the fact from the GM. Yeah, we don't need a PR know. package from the Lakers <laughs> on why he was the real MVP. So just Houston fans, chill the fuck out. Um, <laughs> at Ernest Millie. If Heat make the finals and win it all, there's a high chance Bam wins finals MVP over Jimmy if you take into account the matchups and his work on AD. Um, we've already seen Iggy win it for the defense on the LBJ. The Heat are so well-rounded, they might be in a similar situation with Bam. I, to Ernest's point, if the Heat go to the finals and they win, I think Goran Dragic has a finals MVP. That's interesting. I and and again, I could see either of those three doing it. If AD is a focal point, and then Bam, you know, Bam outduels him or shuts him down just enough, I could see it. You know, and, and then you know the Heat were to win again, hypothetically speaking, if you know if both teams were to get there, um, I could see it going to him. If LeBron is the focal point, and LeBron is you know, like like kind of how I intimated earlier that I I do think he's going to you know give you playoff LeBron all the way through, you know, especially in in the finals, and then they find a way to stop him and. Jim Jimmy is the guy doing that, and then he does just enough on the other end. I can see him winning it, and 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 just like 
if uh you know the, the Lakers guards, as much as I you know I was disappointed that Avery Bradley wasn't going to be there, not disappointed in him, but just disappointed in the fact, uh, they've done a great job of defending. But if all of a sudden Goran Dragic goes out there and busts that ass, and then you know like has the big moments in the you know in the big you know in the in the biggest you know, on the biggest stage, then he could get it. I could absolutely see in either one of them getting it. But here's the deal: Anthony Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to split. <laughs> Because yeah, because the I Lakers are going to go ahead and win this. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he could win. But let's in in this event where the Heat win it. Yeah, it's it's Butler has done a good job on on LeBron. He's not like I've seen. I've seen LeBron and Butler before. It, mm-hmm. He's not shutting down LeBron James, Sorry, but he does a good enough job that he limits him some. Bam mm-hmm. does the same to AD, and Goran Dragic makes good on what people thought Lillard and Harden were going to do. Mm-hmm. He takes advantage of the fact that the Lakers guards is you know. The Achilles heel, or, or in theory, is the Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. He runs pick and roll a million times, and he hits his open threes, and he averages like twenty five or something. Like I think that's how it would go if they won. I can but, see it. I yeah. can see it. Um, at Houston Texan twenty three says, "Quote: This was this is the Harden guy. I'll give I'll give him a question for you to address. Why are you such a hypocrite? You get called out and then block people. And then this was about the heart. He the thought is that since I said Harden campaigns for the MVP." I can't say that LeBron was right to say he was mad about the MVP. But again, it's different. Like if LeBron, if LeBron all season was like MVP, 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 and not championship, 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 it'd be a different conversation. But we also, I think there's an element of like we just watched Last Dance, mm-hmm. and everyone was so hype on this Jordan narrative and Jordan filling in these pieces. Like that's in LeBron's playbook now too. Like he might not have even said that before Last Dance came out. That, that, but it works, right? Like people respond to that, so why wouldn't he say it? I'm not exactly sure what his complaint is. Is is this complaint that that you don't like his superstar enough, and and you show and what one of the, if not the greatest player of all time, more love and more deference? Because let's just be, let's just call a spade a spade. We're talking about a very good player and one guy that's going to definitely go down as an all time great versus the greatest to ever do it. So the greatest to ever do it. That's also you know stepped up on the big stage and gotten his team and 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 pulled you know picked his team up and put it directly on his back and carried them in those moments is going to get the benefit of the doubt when the guy that has never done that hasn't. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and and I think like Harden's story still being written too. And if you ever broke through, we you know like we could rewrite some of this. But I, I I would okay. So let me also just be clear about this. I yo know, I come across as a Harden hater. I don't like his style. I don't like his attitude. Harden is so fucking good, like so damn good. Like it may not be what the way I want to see it happen, but I watch I watch him play, and I'm, I watch in awe just like the rest of you. But the reality is, he's just not quite what a lot of folks were wanting to put him at. Like a lot of people well, were saying, like put him over Wade and I'll like you know, put him over the you know some of the other all time greats. And it's like, you know what? Let's let him let's let him get there before we you know before we just leapfrog guys that have done more over the course of their career. Yeah, and I mean there's a difference between like I don't know, uh Dominique Wilkins being like I'm gonna win MVP when he's never won anything and Jordan being like, I'm gonna win MVP and I'm still gonna beat your ass and I'm gonna run it back for another three people. Like it's there it's a go. different conversation. Yeah. Um Let's. I think that that'll do on basketball. Before we get out of here, let's let's talk the devil all the time. Um, Netflix <laughs> dropped it. The cast is stacked. I mean, Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Haley Bennett, uh, Sebastian Stan, Jason Clark. Like, I mean, the, the trailer was. It had me intrigued. The cast had me intrigued. Um, it, it didn't really live up to the hype for me. But what did you think? 
like I'm, I'm gonna be real. Um, first 25, 35 minutes, I, 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 you know, I, you know, I'll send a text about something like this. I was like, "Yo, what do you have me watching, man?" Like it was slow. It was you know dark. It, I, it, I didn't feel like they were gonna pay anything off. And then all of a sudden, it said boom. And I don't want to give anything away because there are some folks that they see that cast and they, and they may actually still you know still appreciate it more than we did. But it at least picked up to the point where it it kept you know it kept my attention. Um, they didn't, you know, they didn't give Tom Holland's character enough, uh, you know, in my honest opinion, like, I understood, like, I, I guess they gave, like, surface level, like, of why he would have the rage that he had, but they didn't, they didn't build his character out enough, it felt like they threw Robert Pattinson's character in there simply so that they could have Robert, Robert Pattinson in the movie, um, uh, but all in all, it's watchable, it just didn't live up to it either, you know, for me. It was just, like, so predictable. Mm-hmm. It was so, and like, they tried to almost go like the Guy Ritchie route where like, oh, all these interlocking stories are going to like come together somehow. We've got like all these quirky characters that we like and it'll be, it'll be fun all the way. And then at the end, it'll really pop off. But instead, like none of the characters were fun. The whole movie was kind of like depressing. Mm -hmm. And instead of it all coming together, just they kind of all got knocked off one at a time in like depressing fashions. And I don't know, like. It, what the movie is I like what was we, it are saying we talking, what was the are we talking about how you know um, being poor is a disease are we talking about how like violence follows families or like I, you know like it, it didn't really make a strong statement about anything and, and nobody in the movie was like you're rooting for this character or this is because everyone's just kind of like dull and depressed the whole time yeah, pretty much. Like, and 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 like you said, everything happens pretty much as you would expect it to take place. The the one you know the one twist you know it's not even a twist. It's more of just like okay, finally something actually you know you know some action actually you know took place. Uh, but yeah, like no redeemable characters. And even though I you know I've gotten on you in the past for always wanting or needing to have a redeemable character in a in a film. This one, the reason why it matters is because they also didn't tie any of the you know they didn't tie it together enough, and they just didn't you know they didn't execute this one. Uh, you know. I, you know, no disrespect to the folks that you know, all of the hard work that goes into putting it, you know, to putting a piece together. But let's just say uh, I don't need a part two of this one. Netflix. No. Yeah, and like Robert Pattinson plays such a despicable dickhead. The only uplifting part in the movie is when he gets his. So yes. Um, like, like, and th- uh, remember how we were talking about uh, Taylor Kitsch mm-hmm. in um, True Detective season two, where like his character art was just like so pointless. Yes. Like, yeah, you might not have been super happy with the acting or whatever, the writing, but, like, his character was just pointless, and what can you do? That is Sebastian Stan's role in this movie. Hold on, let me see. Who was Sebastian Stan in this movie? Oh, yeah. Winter Soldier. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, like, why? What What did What did, what like, did he have to do with it? What purpose like, did he have? Yeah, no, like, yeah. like, half of the cast, that's what it was. Like, oh, yeah. okay, I guess that happened. And I, I think, like, if you set up a movie with, like, all the interlocking stories, like, it needs to be more of a surprise than literally like just it, it felt like tom holland just ran around each pylon the last hour of the movie that that's honestly how it played out basically yeah um yeah disappointing man like what did 2020 you give 61 oh you were kind I, I, I honestly it's like a 55 for me and and I, that's being kind like if it didn't have the, all those actors that we liked in it i i don't think either one of us would have given it anything in the 60s yeah that's true and like my bar is probably lower this mm-hmm. year because um 2020 sucks for movies, man. We just haven't had a lot yeah. of good movies. Like, 
and I mean, again, I haven't seen Tenet and things are starting to come out again, but like, it has been a hard year for like, if Everything. you want to see a, a new movie. Yeah. It, yeah. That too. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but that's the real, like, but like for me, like 60 was my bar of like, if it's 60 and up, I guess it's worth a watch. So it just barely surpassed that for me. Yeah. No, nah, that's, that's fair. Um, what else? What have you been binging this week? Uh, not much, man. It's been uh, I've actually uh, been picking up picking up the activity again. I'm back, uh, back, you know, fully mobile and fully capable, fully able-bodied. So uh, I've been, you know, getting out and putting in some work. Out of boy, out of boy. Um, got to. I watched Roman J. Israel Esquire this mm-hmm. week, and I had I did I didn't see it when we did our Denzel rankings. It was like one of I think three or four movies I hadn't seen from Denzel, and so I watched. I watched Roman J. Israel, and I think it would probably make my top five if we ran it back. That's a great movie, man. So it's one of the very rare Denzel movies I did not see. So now oh, I, really? Now I need to see it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely watch it, because I kind of like looked at the trailer a couple times. Uh-huh. I think I think I watched it on Netflix like a couple times. I, I looked at it, like watched the trailer, read the description. You know you do that like three times? You yep. put it in that my list, and then mm-hmm. you never actually watch it. And it was just like that for forever. And the fiancé was like, oh, do you want to watch this one? Have you seen this one? I was like, no, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually really good, man. And it, like, just, I mean, it speaks to how fucked up, again, the American justice system is. Like, how how corrupt, um, the whole, how broken the whole system is. Mm -hmm. And you get a great Denzel performance. You get a really strong Colin Farrell performance. And uh, it's just kind of like, I don't want to say whimsical, because... It's like so serious, but like his life plays out. He's so awkward. Okay. It's a really good movie, man. I don't want to spoil any of it now, but like, yeah, def- definitely go peep it. I'll watch it uh, this week. Yeah, it was a good movie. Okay. I, I thought it was quite good. Um, good I'm trying to think what else did I get around to watching this week. Did you Hancock I watched today? <laughs> nice. I saw I you like commenting Hancock, on that. Man. Yeah, no, yeah, I like Hancock. We're absolutely in agreement. Like it, there should have been a part two. Like it, it, they didn't completely execute with Hancock, but it was just, it was still a very good movie and good enough. All Hancock was missing was like a real villain. Yes, like yes. It, they had some like loser like Khan who had no superpower, no real brain, yeah, just no a, backstory, a... just some dude he threw in jail who like catches him while he's weak and fires a couple of bullets at him, like. Have, have Hancock too be like he took off to like Aruba and he's living his best life and there's some sort of a legitimate challenge and you don't even have to bring back Jason Bateman and Charlize Theron if you don't want or just give him a cameo but you could write a whole new story on it for sure you really could yeah yeah, yeah man I think I think that's gonna do it for us this week so if you haven't yet please like rate subscribe review the pod we appreciate it um, send me your slander and the questions every week I'll read them out <laughs> not afraid to talk to your talk to your heart heart and love um jabari anything else you want to let the people know no man honestly um the the last month has been our best month by far for the new show obviously when it came to the audience we had to develop an entirely new one and you know much much to the sentiment that you know josh has said we just appreciate all of you guys for not just sticking with us but really really contributing to the show and uh we're really looking forward to you know finishing this thing out with the rest of the nba season yeah, sounds good. And we'll be back. Uh, Jabari, do you have your guest Wednesday or no? Not yet. Okay. Jabari will be back with an unnamed guest on Wednesday. <laughs>